The Jack Benny program, transcribed and presented by Lucky Strike. Friends, in a cigarette, nothing, no nothing beats better taste. And remember... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky Strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting, fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike, Lucky Strike. This is Don Wilson. As you know, friends, your enjoyment of a cigarette depends on its taste. That's right, nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. And Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. You see, Lucky's better taste really begins with the fine, light, naturally mild tobacco that goes into Lucky Strike. Yes, L-S-M-F-T, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Then, too, Lucky's taste better because they're made better. Made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. To make sure that you get Lucky's better taste in all its natural freshness, every pack is extra tightly sealed. Yes, Lucky's are fresher. Just smoke them and see. See what enjoyment you get from a cigarette that is made better to taste better and still has all its better taste when you smoke it because it comes to you fresh. So, friends, for all the deep-down smoking enjoyment you want from your cigarette, be happy. Go Lucky. Get the better taste of Lucky Strike and get it fresh. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky Strike. Lucky Strike. The Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lucky Strike radio show is usually rehearsed on Saturday mornings. And after the rehearsal, it's customary for the cast to gather in the drugstore across the street for a light lunch. As our show opens, Dennis and I are just entering the drugstore. Oh, we're the first ones here, Don. Yes, Dennis. Jack and Bob Crosby had to stay to discuss the music. I'm glad it's not too crowded here. We can get seats right away. Yeah. Where'd you like to sit, Dennis? Table or at the counter? Oh, the table. It's too dangerous sitting at the counter when you're eating with Mr. Benny. What do you mean, dangerous? When the check comes and he runs for the door, he always knocks me off the stool. <laughs> Let's sit over here at this table. Okay. Should we order our lunch now or wait for the others? Oh, I may as well wait. Okay. Hope they come soon. I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. That's what I had for breakfast. <laughs> Bob Crosby. Oh, Bob, Bob, here we are. Oh, hi, fellas. Jack will be along in a minute. I thought he was coming with you. Oh, he was, but he had to go back to his dressing room. He forgot his hat. Oh, for heaven's sakes. It's spring. What does he need his hat for? His hair was in it. <laughs> oh, here he comes now. Jack, Jack, we're over here. Oh, uh, hi, kids. I didn't expect you to be at the table here. I thought you'd be sitting at the counter. I'm still black and blue from the last time. <laughs> hmm. Sit down, Jack. I'll call the waitress. No, let me call her, Don. I, I think she has a crush on me. Oh, miss? Miss? What do you want, Mac? <laughs> We'd like to order. How about some menus? We haven't got any. Well, how do we know what to order? It's tattooed on my arm. <laughs> 
When you rolled up your sleeve, I thought you were going to hit me. I'll tell you what, I'll have a roast beef sandwich and coffee. I'll have the same. I'll have a roast beef sandwich, too. What do you want to drink? An oyster malted milk. An oyster malted milk? Uh-huh. Dennis, that is absolutely ridiculous, ordering an oyster malted milk. You're right. This month hasn't got an R in it. <laughs> Look, miss. Miss, get him anything. Anything at all. Okay, I'll bring him what he had yesterday. What did he have yesterday? Chicken soup. Well, that sounds sensible. With a live chicken in it? <laughs> Look, bring him anything. Will that be all? Oh, wait a minute. You haven't taken my order, miss. Oh. What do you have, Titanic? <laughs> well, I, I'm really not very hungry. Uh, just bring me what I usually have. I can't. Why not? The fellow who helped me carry it in is off today. <laughs> well, then just bring me a ham sandwich and a Coke. Okay. Say, Jack, I meant to ask you something. Uh, when do we go off the air for the summer? Oh, Bob, we do our last radio show next Sunday. Oh, gee, I hope I don't forget. Forget what? To wake Remley up and tell him to go home. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. I don't want to pay the janitor for dusting him all summer. <laughs> By the way, Bob, what are the boys in the band going to do during their vacation? Well, Charlie Bagby's going back east to his brother's farm, and Fletcher is taking an auto trip around the country, and my drummer Sammy is going to Leavenworth for three months. <laughs> Le Leavenworth Prison? Mm-hmm. You see, he's Willie Sutton's summer replacement. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Say, Jack, why wasn't Mary at rehearsal today? I don't know. She didn't call or anything. Toward the end of the season, everybody does what they want to. Gee, I hope the waitress hurries with the order. I want to go to the hospital and see my mother and father. Your mother and father are in the hospital, Dennis? Yeah, they have to have an operation. Dennis, they both need an operation at the same time? Uh-huh. The doctors have to get her fist out of his mouth. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's all your fault. My fault? Last week I decided to quit your show and I was talking it over with my mother. Well, how does your father fit into this? He took your side. Oh, and that was when your mother... Yeah, for years she's been telling Papa, one of these days, one of these days, and this time, pow, right in the kisser. <laughs> Dennis, I don't believe one word of it. Here's your grub. <laughs> here's your three roast beef sandwiches. And here's your chicken soup. <laughs> Oh, boy, just the way I like it. I'm glad. I'm glad. Where are you going, Bob? Oh, there's a jute box over here, Jack. I thought we might have some music while we eat. Oh. Let's see. What will I play? Hmm. Well, that song's his. That one is his, too. The next one. And the one after that. And the, and the one after that also. Well, it looks like I'll just have to give my brother a nickel. <laughs> hey, look. They got one of Dennis Day's records. Blue Gardenia. Hey, Denny. What? They've got one of your records on this jukebox. Well, don't just stand there. Play it. Okay, I will. <laughs>
I gotta buy one of those records. Your voice really sounds great on it. I mean, don't get me wrong, kid. Your singing is always wonderful, but it sounded even better on that record. Well, that's because that day I made it, I had an oyster malted milk. Oh, quiet. <laughs> well, everybody's finished. Uh, I'll get the check. Oh, no, no, Bob. I'll take the check. Oh, Don, let me take it this time. Bob, I, I really think I ought to pay the check today. No, Don, I feel that I should. Well, I feel I should. Why are you so quiet, Dennis? You cheap or something? <laughs> huh? Gee, I was just going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> well, you fellas... You fellas settle the check. I'm going home. Me too. Gee, it's a nice day. I think I'll walk home. Mm, there goes Jimmy Stewart in his Cadillac. Hey, there goes Mickey Rooney in his MG. And there's Humphrey Bogart in his Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> you ought to keep that thing on a leash. <laughs> Say, I beg your pardon, and I'll come back to you when you ask me to. Hey, look at that theater, Marquee. The new picture that just opened up, Fort Ty, starring George Montgomery. I wonder how many people know that George Montgomery's married to Dinah Shore. I found out when he slapped my face. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. This Fort Ty is one of those new three-dimensional pictures. Gee, I haven't seen a 3D movie yet. The show isn't too long. Maybe I got time. Well, there's the doorman standing in the theater lobby. You ought to know how long the picture is. I'll ask him. Excuse me, sir. How long is this show? I don't know. 
Well, are they showing a double feature today? I don't know. <laughs> well, tell me, in order to see this three-dimensional picture, do I have to wear Polaroid glasses? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know anything. You're a fine doorman. Who's a doorman? I'm in the picture. <laughs> I'll see it later in the week. See, that 3D fascinates me. I think I'll... Hello, Mr. Beany. Why, Mr. Kitson! <laughs> Mr. Kitzel, I haven't seen you for a long time. Likewise. Let me look at you. Gosh, you look wonderful. Where, where'd you get that deep tan? Well, this is from my new job. I'm a lifeguard by Santa Monica Beach. A lifeguard? <laughs> hey, that must be interesting work. Yeah, especially watching the beautiful girls in their bathing suits. Say, I understand the girls' bathing suits are skimpier than ever this year. Definitely. In fact, yesterday I saw a bikini bathing suit on one girl who... Who what? Who who who? Those girls in the bikini bathing suits must have everybody staring at them. You say that all the men on the beach look like Eddie Kentel. <laughs> I see what you mean. Tell me, Mr. Kitzel, have you saved many people from drowning? Dozens. In fact, this is how I first met my wife. Oh, you rescued her? Mm, unfortunately. <laughs> Mr. Kitzel, you're joking. <laughs> joking, he says. I finally figured out that she really wasn't drowning. This was just a trick so she could meet me and I could marry her. What makes you think she did a thing like that? Who else goes swimming in a bridal gown? <laughs> no. Yeah, she kept yelling, Help, lifeguard, justice of the peace. <laughs> well, look, Mr. Kitzel, I'm on my way home. Would you like to walk along with me? Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Benny, but I'm on my lunch hour and I got to dash back to the beach. Oh, well, goodbye, Mr. Kitzel. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, it's me, Rochester. Were there any calls when I was gone? Yeah, the phone was ringing all day. There were calls from Dorothy, Harriet, Hilda, Peggy, Ellen, Bonnie, Judy, Jeanette, Charlotte, Betty, and Mervyn. Mervyn? That one was for you. <laughs> oh, yes, it must have been my friend, Mervyn Leroy. You know, he just wrote a book called It Takes More Than Talent. And you know, Rochester, he's also a movie director. He's the one who directed Quo Vadis. Quo Vadis? Yeah, you know, I asked him for the lead in that picture, but he turned me down. Why? Well, he told me that in Latin, Quo Vadis means whither goest thou. And when I asked him for the part, he told me whither to goest. <laughs> but he's still my friend. By the way, Rochester, did the mail come? Yeah, but there wasn't much. Just a magazine. Let's see. Oh, it's the new copy of Look. Hmm, this article ought to be interesting. How President Eisenhower can play golf in the 80s by Ben Hogan. You know, Rochester, that Hogan is a great pro. I played with him once, and he showed me how to take nine strokes off my game. How? He told me to cut out one hole. <laughs> a par three yet. 
Well, I think I'll go in the den and read it. Mr. Berry, aren't you going to listen to the Indianapolis Auto Race? It's on the radio now. Oh, gee, I'm glad you reminded me. I'll read this later. Gee, I hope I can still hear the race. It's usually so exciting. I wonder what station it's on. Well, congratulations, Mrs. Smith. You win the jackpot, and for your prizes, you get three dresses complete with shoes and matching handbag, a corsage of orchids, a complete set of silverware, a set of cooking utensils, a bridge table and chairs. That wasn't the station. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for our special guests tonight, we have the Sportsman Quartet. As you all know, this famous quartet appears every week on the Jack Benny Show. That's why they're taking outside work. I pay him good money. As their selection tonight, they will sing side by side. Gee, I gotta listen to this. But that's not the station the races are on. I'll try this one here. A double oven gas range, your home painted inside and out, a 21 inch television set, electric blankets for every bed in your house, a two week vacation in Hawaii. Oh, that's not it. Now let's see, where's that race? I'll try this station here.
station either. Maybe I passed it back here somewhere. And that concludes today's exciting episode. Will Frank marry Elizabeth? Is Elizabeth still in love with Harry? Will Harry divorce Evelyn? Will Evelyn remarry her first husband, Stephen? Does Stephen know his wife is in love with Frank, who may marry Elizabeth? <laughs> Tune in tomorrow to hear another chapter of The Crazy Mixed-Up Bunch of Kids. <laughs> Why can't I get the right station here? Senor, senores, senorita. Oh, for heaven's sake. This is station X, Y, and O, your races. musical Mexican station. Today it is our pleasure to present some music from our sister country, the United States. And here is the most popular song in America today. Sing it, Pedro. Peppermint, pan, chiselet, fruit. Buy a peppermint, Get the racer. Rochester, answer the phone, will you please, while I try to get the racer. Yes, sir. Hello, Mr. Barry's residence, star of stage, radio, and television. Rochester, he forgot about movies. They forgot about him. <laughs> what? They told him whither to go. <laughs> well, that I don't understand at all. I'll get Mr. Benny for you, Miss Livingston. Thank you. Oh, Mr. Benny, it's for thou. <laughs> Stop. Hello? Hello, Jack. This is Mary. Well, it's nice of you to call. You know, you missed rehearsal. Yes, Jack, but I wasn't feeling well, so I went to the doctor. Gee, I didn't know that. Is there anything wrong? Well, the doctor isn't too sure, but he says I may have to have my appendix out. Gosh. And, Jack, the reason I'm calling is because an appendix operation is kind of expensive, and I thought you could help me. Mary. Mary, you mean... You want me to... Why not? You took your own out. <laughs> that was an emergency. <laughs> you know, Mary, I have a hunch you made this whole thing up just because you missed rehearsal. <laughs> well, you're right, Jack. The reason I missed is because my family's here from Plainfield and I was showing them the town. Oh. And I thought you would help me out. You know, they want to take a tour through a movie studio and you might have a pull with one of them. Well, let's see. There's 20th Century Fox, MGM, Paramount, Warner Brothers. Keep thinking, Jack. There must be one you didn't make a picture for. <laughs> Look, Mary, I'm trying to help you. Now, I'll see if I can do something about getting your folks into a studio. Is your sister Babe going to be with them, too? Oh, Babe isn't here. She stayed in Plainfield. How come? Well, Mom and Pop only had enough money for two bus tickets, so Babe decided to hitchhike. Oh, did she get any rides? No, she went on the highway and she tried everything. She even pulled up her skirt and showed her legs. What happened? Two men tried to run her over. <laughs> no. Anyway, Jack, I'm sorry. I missed rehearsal. It won't happen again. Okay, I'll try to fix it for your folks to go through a studio. Thanks. Bye. Goodbye. Now, where did Rochester... Oh, I'll try to get the races again. Oh, no, you don't. A 12-carat diamond ring, an ankle-length chinchilla coat, a pearl necklace, a brand-new convertible, a swimming pool installed in your yard. Why can't I get the racer? And here come the cars down the stretch for the 14th lap. That's it. 
That's it, I got it. The three leaders are now coming past the grandstand. <laughs> They're going fast. Now, let me give you the speeds the leaders are averaging. The Agajanian, 127.39 miles per hour. The Ferrari Deluxe, 127.38. And the Hudson Special, 127.40. This is excellent time for the Hudson when you consider its driver stepped down too far and is dragging his feet. Well, how do you like that? And here come the next four cars. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen, the chief hope of our enemies is to divide the United States along racial and religious lines and thereby conquer us. Let's not spread prejudice. A divided America is a weak America. Through our behavior, we encourage the respect of our children and make them better neighbors to all races and religions. Remind them that being good neighbors has helped make our country great and kept her free. Thank you. Jack will be back in just a moment. But first, a word to cigarette smokers. Nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. And remember... Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. For Lucky's strike means fine tobacco, richer tasting. Fine tobacco. Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Lucky strike, lucky strike. Yes, better taste is what you want from your cigarette. For as you know, nothing, no nothing, beats better taste. And Lucky's taste better, cleaner, fresher, smoother. Here's why. Lucky's are made better to taste better. They're made round and firm and fully packed to draw freely and smoke evenly. And Lucky's are also made of long strands of fine, light, naturally mild tobacco with a wonderful aroma and an even better taste. Yes, the whole world knows LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. No doubt about it, it's better taste that brings you real deep-down smoking enjoyment. And Lucky's have that better taste because they give you fine tobacco in a cigarette that's made better. So, be happy. Go Lucky. Make your next carton better-tasting Lucky Strike. Be happy. Go Lucky. Get better taste today. Enjoy the picture, boys. Oh, it's fine, Rochester. It was pretty long, though. I'll have your dinner ready soon. Okay, I'll turn on the radio and listen to the news. 
the Yankee Stadium, the Super Chief, the Empire State Building, Philadelphia, and a Hoover vacuum cleaner complete with Herbert Hoover. What taxes that woman will have to pay. Jack Benny program is written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsberg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. Be sure to hear The American Way with Horace Height for Lucky Strike every Thursday over this same station. Consult your newspaper for the time. The Jack Benny program is brought to you by Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. This is the CBS Radio Network.